Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Can you quite hear that? Yes. Ooh, is that your cat? Yes. That, that is cat my cat, Plenish. It gets to announce she after wants me, attention. okay? She's, you can see her over here. She's oh. very sad right now because oh. no one is petting her. You stopped. Oh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to the Galactic Driftwood Cat Podcast. <laughs> I'm Bill. I'm Linda. I'm Charles. I'm Seth. I'm Chris. And today we're going to be talking about a couple of things. We wanted to uh, talk a little bit about the boys as well as uh, the uh, uh, upcoming uh, final episode uh, for uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Kind of talk about how the season's gone so far and uh, uh, what we're looking forward to. So uh, I think we'll kick it off with the boys and um which one of the boys wants to start talking about that because Linda and i aren't as far in as you guys so which one yeah. of the boys? uh i could jump in on the boys so if 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 you haven't caught anything of season three um just know that whatever you thought that couldn't be taken any further um <laughs> has happened in this season so much so that um you know, it, it was shared in our in our Discord the other day that you know Amazon had to start a, uh, a standards and practices department as a result of what they <laughs> managed to accomplish and pull off in, in, uh, season, in season one. Three. Yeah, well, it's season one, and and season three really just proved that I don't know that that's really doing anything for them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. Right. Episode one, by far. Uh, Boy, I have to think about our, our own standards and practices here and, and what how far I should probably go in talking about it on the podcast. We don't have any. But, we're not monetized. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, it's whatever. But, you know, uh, you know, people crawling inside penises and exploding <laughs> is now a norm. Uh, and if that, that you have trouble visualizing that, make no mistake, they'll do the work for you. So don't worry about it. It's all covered <laughs> here in the boys season three. <laughs> and uh, every gruesome thing you can imagine is is here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, and more, uh, and more. Uh, so much so that you know, an episode that I know uh, Seth and I really want to want to jump into is uh, later on in the season, one called uh, Hero Gasm, because for the most part, it's just, it's the same BS in in the boys. You know, you've got you've got the the good old boys up against Vault. And, and they're superheroes, and the superheroes are still dealing with drama between themselves, and how are they going to spin everything to, to make uh, Homelander's uh, popularity numbers go up, right? It's the same corruption, it's the same garbage, just more of it. 
uh, and some entertaining uh, twists in there. So one one thing that is brought up later on in the series is an episode called Hero Gasm, and it's a, uh, a an orgy hosted by uh, an OG superhero, uh, where a lot of superheroes just kind of show up and, uh, uh, yeah, uh, Seth, what? Go ahead. <laughs> You're gonna just leave me at Hero Gasm. Well, I'm gonna rewind it all the way back. And so what we're we'll work our way up, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get you guys well and truly lubed up for hero gathering now, Exactly. Oh, God. So uh yeah, this season definitely starts off with or dealing with the fallout from the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh in that the boys are kind are a little bit broken up now. Uh, Huey is now working for a government oversight uh, agency on superheroes and helping to prosecute uh, soups who uh, who have stepped out of line. Uh, the bo- the rest of the team, Billy or er, er, Butcher and uh, Frenchie, and oh God, what's her name? Uh, Starlight. Well, Starlight's still on the seven. Uh, who's oh uh, with uh... Frenchie? The uh, female, yeah, 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 the yeah. female, as she's referred to. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so they are technically doing some of Huey's dirty work and doing investigations and whatnot. Uh, uh, but unbeknown uh, to Huey, his boss is also a super, the super who was popping heads in the last season. Yep, and he finds out. Uh, when he witnesses uh, like someone from her past coming to confront her, and she pops his head and explodes a few other things. So he learns that badly, and that shakes him. Uh, Butcher, for his part, is doing his absolute best to be a good dad to Homelander's, the kid that Homelander uh, bothered with his ex-wife who died last season. And Butcher's not, Butcher's doing his best, but Butcher's got a, Butcher's Butcher's a walking time bomb at all times. And it's not clear as to whether he's fully sane or not. I mean, same goes for uh, Homelander too, so. Oh yeah, Homelander, Homelander's grasp on reality is slipping faster and faster as the season progresses uh at the beginning uh he's still trying or uh stormfront is still barely hang clinging to life and she's still trying to convince him that he needs to be the perfect aryan man and whatnot and yeah there's some disturbing scenes with them but he still loves her and then she commits suicide on his birthday. Oh. And that that's not great for his uh, mental well-being. Right. And mm-hmm. as, as we get into the season, he's going to do more and more and more to try and, well, make himself feel loved. Uh, he's going to... he the, This is all going to be spoilers, but... Yeah, at a high level, he's going to kick Edgar out, and 
basically do a coup so he is in charge of Vought. And I'll add, the only reason this ends up being successful is because he goes on a rant on TV and basically shows his true colors to the American people. And, and like what this essentially brings out is the, not to get too political, the, the, the Trumpers of the world, right? Yeah. Uh, he has now empowered them, and his popularity numbers actually went up. <laughs> he, he literally goes on a rant over, I'm better than you. You need me. I'm more powerful than you. I'm smarter than you. I'm you know, the only I, one who can solve it. Right. I'm the only one that can fix problems. That's that's how it is. You know, I am the ultimate male, you know, and uh, I uh, shouldn't have to be answering to you. you yeah, I don't answer to, to you. me. You answer to me. Uh, you know, I can do whatever I want. And he just snaps on on stage at one point. Well, when the poll numbers come back, they went up, particularly <laughs> among a certain demographic of, of white males in, in a certain population of the U.S., but Basically, they still went up. Yes, basically yeah. that demographic. So yeah, this... it, that has emboldened him at this point that the more he is himself, the more the people will love him for it. So that 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 starts to lead to some of the things that Seth brought up about him getting Edgar, who runs Vought, you know, basically ousted and, and starting to take over everything and just leading things how he wants them done. But his leadership is like making everything go further and further downhill. And yep. as thing and as things for him go downhill, even though he's popular again, everything he sets his hand to is turning to fire and exploded body parts. And every time something goes wrong with him, you can see a little bit more of that sanity slip away yeah he's got a really great facial expression in this so like when you th when you would see him in that menacing look that he would have through the first few seasons uh yeah. now it's a menacing look with a twitch okay that twitch oh. that just before somebody snaps and destroys right. everything he's got a twitch now you know uh <laughs> he thought he was menacing before he's even worse now uh yeah, there yeah there are a lot of threads going in this season like this is some mm -hmm. good story writing, but they are also pulling out all the stops on the uh, on the commentary on the modern world. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're if you're a Trump supporter, you might not like this season of the boys <laughs> because they are making some very direct references to well, yeah, and and consequences of such as well. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, literally things that have gone to shit by popularizing this person, by making them to be America's hero. Even mainstream media was was taking uh, taking blows in this season um, to where, you know, there's these uh, propaganda runs that are like, you know, follow your hero. He says do this and, and do that. And and never mind that he killed all these people. He did it for America. You know, all this stuff that props up. uh Homeland, and you get to a point where, um, uh, God, what's his name? Uh, the uh, the black guy, his his kid is being watched by Mother's uh, his wife, Mother's Milk. Yes, <laughs> um, he he gets into an argument 
um, with his child's uh, stepdad, I guess is what he yeah. technically is, uh, over the the news because he's sitting there in the living room and they're they're propping up Homelander as he sees some kind of mystical hero, and his daughter's there, like, and his daughter's got all these toys of Homelander <laughs> and all this stuff, and he's like, I can't, you know, I can't have this. Why do you have this on? And and the stepdad's like, this is good for her. Homelander's America's hero. Don't you want your daughter to be patriotic? And 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 he's like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, he, uh, yeah, and like he, we saw a scene of him in like the episode where Homelander has his meltdown on live TV mm-hmm. and starts ranting, and the dad's just like transfixed by it. Yes, just like it speaks directly like to him, most... and he's like, My hero, you know, and it's bad. It's yeah, so bad. another one of the through points of the or the another one of the big plot lines of this season is that the boys are trying to find out what happened to Soldier Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, Butcher comes across a bit of information that uh, the Russians full-on killed Soldier Boy back during some uh, Black Ops. And, and Soldier Boy was basically uh, Homelander before Homelander was Homelander. Yes. Uh. He was He's one the of OG those... Captain America, if you will. Yeah, he, he is the show's equivalent to Captain America. Yep. A- except way stronger. Uh, he's one of... Or so we find out that uh, in, during an operation back during the 70s or the 80s, uh, ho- or the Russians show up and supposedly kill Soldier Boy. And anything that can kill someone as powerful as soldier boy who we we are given to understand is maybe on par with homelander can also kill homelander and so that is the boy's mission is to find out what killed what soldier weapon boy is. Yeah. played by jensen ackles who is fantastic i i love him yes so if you're uh, feeling if it's supernatural you'll like this yeah so they they go to. They uh, hear about a secret facility in Russia where they can find more out more about this weapon, and they go there, and they find Soldier Boy and let him out, and so now they're going to team up with him to kill Homelander. Only Soldier Boy is responsible for the death of Mother's Milk's mother. Mother's Milk. Boy, saying his name with a possessive is, is hard. Hard, yes. Mother's milks. Can we just call him milk? Yeah, milk. I, mm. I, mm is how they mm. refer to him in the show. Yes, mm. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So, Soldier Boy is responsible for killing mm's family: his father, his yep. grandfather, uh, and that's not the, like Butcher's plan to team up with Soldier Boy is, is not good with mm. Because as Homelander is to Butcher, uh, Soldier Boy is to MM. They yep. each have their own uh, their own yeah, axes to, to grind against these supers. To, to MM, one of them's got to go. Either MM's got to die or Soldier Boy's has got to die. But uh, MM is sick of Soldier Boy being in his head. I want to pull on one other thread, which is during this whole process, obviously... Uh, Butcher and the gang are kind of uh, uh, lacking in strengths, given that they're going up against these superheroes. So another thing that's going on during this whole time is Butcher has gotten himself 
some vials of V. Temp V. Temp V. Yeah. Something new they're working on that creates temporary super soldiers. Mm-hmm. And um, 24 hours. Uh, 24 hours, yep. And so uh, Butcher has been uh, using it to get the upper hand because, like I said, they if they end up against a soup, they just don't have what they need unless they have Starlight in tow uh, or Kamiko. Uh, you know, if they end up in another kind of situation where they don't have either of them, then they're kind of, uh, you know, they're SOL. So um, Butcher uh, is experimenting with uh, V a little bit, and Huey at some point also ends up getting, uh, and they up, that's Butcher with the the vial there in in Huey, and uh, Huey also ends up getting it, and Butcher's powers more or less end up similar to Homelander's, and uh, Huey uh, while he has, uh, I think, super strength, he also uh, can teleport now. But only um, him, not as close. Yeah, but only him, not as close. <laughs> is kind of the joke. So whenever he does it, uh, or anyone he takes along with him, also loses. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was a pretty interesting thing uh, that happened, and uh, um, another thread that gets pulled in this season. Um, and I was reading a little bit of the synopsis on. Um, the next episode that that it is out uh and there is something uh bad that happens when you take that drug it's not all rainbows and it's not necessarily temporary there is a a detrimental effect over too many uses and i'll just leave it at that so um that's uh that's a thing that'll be coming up um so we'll see how uh, the gang deals with that but that's a another thing that's ongoing as we work our way to um where uh butcher and uh um, soldier boy team up and uh, where they end up finding everybody at is a place called Herogasm. So, yeah. Little explanation. In the show, uh, <laughs> Herogasm is an annual event that has been going on for 70-some years now. Started by Soldier Boy, apparently. Started by as Soldier he, Boy, As he apparently. claims, he started it. Huh. And since he's one of these superheroes that doesn't age, apparently, uh, we have no reason to doubt that claim. True. Uh, but yeah, he or, or they all or uh, Herogasm is an event where the C-listers of the superhero world will all gather and or will gather and basically have they have prostitutes over. <laughs> and it's just one big debauched sex party in someone's weird suburban house. Yes. <laughs> sex, now, drugs, this differs and heroes. Yeah. Significantly from the comic in which herogasm is actually something that Vaught uh, purposefully supports, and they basically have an island, an entire island dedicated to that. And. Every year, Vought will arrange this big crossover event. Uh, some sort of big intergalactic threat comes to the world. And so all the different hero teams have to get together and unite to fight this thing. Except they're all going to this island to just bang nonstop for a week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and they get pretty explicit to the point where... Um, somebody opens the front door. Well, when That's Starlight our first introduction yes. to Hero Gasm. Uh, our first introduction is um, you know, Starlight and uh uh MM show up 
and uh, they uh, they find that the person who enters the door has a very long, you know what, and is kind of circling around them and kind of prehensile <laughs> is the word we're yes. looking for. <laughs> uh, as big around as your thigh, too. Yes. Oh my God. It just, uh, whoa. Um, yeah. So. It, the hero gasm episode was pretty was pretty great though, and and not so much for the uh, the orgy, uh, but the upcoming fight that, that ends up ensuing, because uh, now at, at this point, um, you know, uh, uh, you got Butcher and you got Huey, uh, you've got Soldier Boy, and you've got eventually uh, Homelander shows up, and. Uh, they all end up there for one personal reason or another to deal with a particular issue. Uh, but the reality is they all, they all show up there. And uh, I mean, even a trains there at some point and uh, a big fight ensues. Uh, and it was pretty, it was pretty, pretty epic. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, getting to see Homelander, uh, Butcher, Soldier Boy and Huey all kind of, uh, end up having to, to fight and it ends up being a three verse one um, you know the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing and uh, they almost uh, take Homelander out almost mm. um, dang it's one of the few <laughs> times we actually see Homelander run from a fight yeah wow. and I'm not I don't think I haven't seen the next the episode after that yet yep and well, I haven't I'm either I think that's not going to be good on Homelander's uh, paranoia Psyche. yeah, yeah. So um, Homelander's already at the extent at this point of the season that he is talking to himself and that he's got a, a kind of a, an alternate personality, a dark one that says, you know, I'll take care of you. I always make the decisions for us. I'll get us through this like, like, like I always do. And it's you and me. We'll stick together kind of thing. And after that fight, it just shows Homelander standing in front of that same mirror again. You got to wonder what's going through his head. So, um, yep, and there's a Homelander fighting a Soldier Boy. Um, what was pretty crazy is uh, Huey actually did pretty good in this fight, too. Uh, for them having only fought together the one time, they did find some kind of synergy there in, in fighting against Homelander. So that was actually kind of neat. So hmm. uh, you brought up that Homelander's talking to himself. Yes. And critically, his alternate, persona like, alternate personality is telling Homelander that his desire to be loved instead of feared is weakness in him yes. and needs to be carved out. So that yeah, so you find pure. it. Yeah, he's That's had two paths time. that he's taken, taken over time, and the love, the the wanting to be loved is always one out. That dark side of him is to be feared, and that is now starting to consume him uh, mm -hmm. almost entirely. And huh. he's becoming less and less controllable. Because if you remember how they basically win in the last season is uh, Queen Maeve, or just Maeve, uh, reveals that she's got the cell phone footage of him basically murdering and leaving the uh, the people on the plane that he killed killing. in the first season. And the threat to that, his public, his popularity and the people loving him uh, ultimately makes him step down and back down in that fight. And in this season, uh, when Starlight attempts to remind him that they have that leverage, he says, go ahead and release it. I'll be even more popular. 
which yep. removes their one way of kind of keeping him in check, especially right. as he ascends to control Vought and starts eliminating threats. So sort of like I could shoot anyone on Fifth Avenue yep. and still be popular. There are a lot yep. of parallels. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. So, so far, the season that you've seen, you give it a two thumbs up? Two thumbs and yeah. a giant prehensile penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, they, they managed to keep it very entertaining. Uh, right. If you can get past, if, if you're not into gory stuff, just know that's going to be thrown at you pretty consistently. <laughs> be ready. Uh, but it was very highly entertaining. As Seth brought up earlier on, um, they did really good story writing in this, and that can't be understated. It's not just about blood and guts. There's some really good writing uh, going on into here, some very intricate threads of different things going on uh, that yeah. they're starting to pull together. Um, particularly, I like the story over how, you know, how Soldier Boy ended up in captivity mm -hmm. um, and, and what what kind of all went down into figuring out how that happened and soldier boy, when he gets out his path of figuring out all these people that maybe wronged him and all this kind of stuff. So um, it was pretty interesting. Very good. Very good season so far. Yeah. Tell we me. also, we've also got a train story yep. uh, as he's trying to kind of figure out who he's supposed to be and keeps screwing up fantastically. Yeah, and we, we glossed over that a little bit. A-Train's trying to uh, figure out what his identity is, as Seth was saying, and uh, he's trying to connect with his community, but he doesn't really know how, um, to the extent where you know he thinks that just by doing more commercials or advertising that, that he's doing them some good, and he thinks simply by you know changing his outfit to be more of... Um, more to his roots of like an African type culture that somehow that's going to help him automatically connect. And the community keeps telling him, I was like, no, that's not where we need help. You're not actually helping us. You know, we need actual action. We need actual action. So uh, there's a little bit of that in this too. And uh, we do see um, where he has a moment with, with Huey um, and this kind of robs Huey of his fury to an extent where he apologizes to Huey for what happened. Um, yeah, he finally, uh, A Train yep. finally understands that what he did to Huey was sh really shitty. Yep. And, and and Huey is taken aback at that moment. You can tell it was, uh, it, it was almost, expected. you know, he robbed him of his strength of what was motivating him. And Huey right. did not much like it. <laughs> but huh. also uh, at the same time, like A Train's still dealing with that situation from a position of strength. So. Yes. Yep. But gets a major surprise when Huey punches him with superhero force. Yes. And really shocks A-Train. You say, huh. what, what, you know, what have you been up to? What did you do? You know, you must be on V kind of realization. Yeah. So, um, and, and A-Train is not all uh, healthy in this still. He still has the issue where his heart's going to explode at any time. And they, they address that too. Uh, not for the good on uh, A-Train. So, um, he does do, uh, I, I can't speak per se to say whether it was his final act. I'm not hundred percent sure, but, yeah. uh, he does take it to the, to, uh, to links, which basically may have ended his life. Um, but all in, definitely uh, ended somebody else's life. Yeah. Definitely ended somebody else's life that wronged, uh, his community. So, and his brother. um, yeah. And his brother. So, um, 
there's definitely a lot to unpack there as well. So again, as, as we were saying, uh, great story writing. Yeah, lots of threads, Thanks. lots of things coming together towards the end of the season. I have no idea. Well, I have an idea of where this is going because I've read some of the books. Uh, and if it's going where I it's supposed to be, it's going it to be a fantastic climax nuts. for the story. It is. We're, we're going to reach no climax. unintended. <laughs> I mean, it's already been nuts, but nuts. Nope. And Paul no, Reiser. You've got to watch the hero gasm episode. Yeah. Get yourself, get the hero gasm. All right. Paul, Good. Paul. Awesome. All right. Yeah. R bring the mind bleach. You're going to see some things. <laughs> Blend that one. Bleach. I said Paul Reiser's in this one too. <laughs> Is he making the sci fi jump around to different shows? <laughs> Maybe. Who Maybe he doesn't have as much to do in Stranger Things at this point. So, hmm. well, all right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you guys for that summary. That was, I'm looking forward to uh, getting to that episode now. So, well, let's uh, let's uh, do a quick pivot and talk just uh, briefly a little bit about Star Trek uh, Strange New Worlds. Uh, season one is about to wrap up. In fact, uh, this coming Thursday will be their final episode of the season. Seems hard to believe that uh, we're already at that point where season one is wrapping up. And it seems like just a month ago, we were anxiously awaiting uh, its debut. So it's gone fast. They've um, stuck true to their word. Uh, each episode is sort of a standalone uh, episode, uh, but they do have uh, season-long character arcs. Um, and so we're getting to see the, the characters develop. Uh, but each of the episodes, uh, again, standalone, they've all kind of had different themes. Uh, this last one, uh, was really creepy. It was a horror theme. And oh. uh, we got to see the return of the Gorn. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't know, uh, Charles... Uh, I watched it. I watched yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, are you caught up uh, with Strange New Worlds, uh, Chris? Nope, I'm not caught up yet. Okay. Um, and Seth, I don't think you're, you're up on it yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, so we've seen uh, two episodes this season uh, dealing with the Gorn. Uh, they got introduced in sort of a submarine-themed episode where, you know, the uh, the Enterprise is trying to hide from them in the atmosphere of this red giant that's uh, in the process of being swallowed by a black hole. And they have to go continually deeper into the atmosphere of the red giant to escape uh, the Gorn pursuers. And as they do that, <clears throat> the uh, the great pressures uh, within the the stars they go deeper are uh, threatening to crush the hull and uh, so it's a very uh, submarine esque World War II submarine esque type of battle with the Gorn which was very cool and then we um, we get to last week's uh, episode where um, we actually get introduced to the baby Gorn. Um, and it's very, uh, it's, it's very much, um, along the lines of the alien movie franchise. So, really? okay. yeah. So the yeah. way the corn, uh, <laughs> reproduce is they sort of, uh, spray you with their venom. Think of like, uh, a, a, a Dilophosaurus, you know, in uh, Jurassic park 
kind of a spit thing. And um, that infects you with um, their offspring who then gestate inside of you and burst out of you. Um, but it's not just one. It's usually four or maybe more um, that burst out of you, uh, killing you, obviously, <laughs> in the process. So um, did they manage to get Sigourney Weaver then to like car, <laughs> or you would they probably should have? Well, uh, Lon, who's the security chief, is kind of the Sigourney Weaver of the episode, I guess you would say. <laughs> um, and there's even a, a Newt equivalent. Um, so essentially, in the in the last season, um, there's a starship. And in the last episode. My, yeah. Yeah, last episode. So if you see my background, I kind of get out of the way there. Um, that's uh, a picture of the USS Peregrine, which is a, I think it's Sonata class starship. Uh, but they use a lot of the uh, components and technology of a Constitution class. But they're, I guess, a little bit smaller, maybe lighter and much faster. Um, but anyway, they're on a mission uh, mapping non-Federation space and they pick up a distress call and they go to this planet. And there's a human uh, woman there, there's an Andorian, and there's another alien uh, species that we haven't seen before. And so they pick them up, rescue them. Uh, but it turns out that uh, these three have uh, somehow escaped from the Gorn. But the Andorian is actually uh, infected with uh, Gorn uh, babies. So they're growing inside of him. So what Linda's posted there is the unknown alien that we haven't seen before, a species we haven't seen before. And um, as such, the universal translator uh, isn't set up to translate that creature's language. So we don't really know what it's saying other than that we find out it's probably saying, help me, I don't feel good. I think I have Gorns growing inside me. <laughs> Gorns growing inside me. Uh, but so the, so the, uh, the Andorian who realizes that he's infested with Gorn uh, ends up uh, killing himself by detonating a, a plasma grenade inside engineering, which um, anyone that's familiar with Starship design would probably tell you that's not a good idea. Yeah. Um, mm. And uh, so it, it triggers an automatic uh, distress beacon that the Peregrine sends out before they crash on this class l planet class l planet is usually one that's not hospitable to human life um uh, but they so they go down on this planet uh and the gorn uh do not like cold Cor uh, whereas like demogorgons and the aliens and alien they don't like fire the gorn they don't like cold that's their okay. achilles heel so uh this planet is like an ice planet and so the crew end up going out onto the ice um, to try to escape the Gorn. Uh, a lot of them die in the process. Um, and then uh, the ones that don't die from the Gorn die from the bitter cold. Uh, because, again, it's Class L, so it's not hospitable to life. And don't forget, um, Kirk gets, Sam Kirk gets to go along. Sam Kirk goes along on we this. Sam Kirk, uh, you know, I'm liking that guy less and less every episode. <laughs> Uh, he's a real pain in the ass in this one. Um, and, uh, we also, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys that haven't seen it, but I will say that, uh, we do lose a beloved, uh, prime character in this episode. Um, 
falls to the Gorn. So um, it's uh, it's a very sad ending for that character. <clears throat> and uh, it'll be interesting to see if that opens up what I think it's going to open up going forward. But uh, it, so it's a good episode. Uh, very good. Very scary. Uh, uh, done like a horror film. Uh, and even the cast, uh, we watched the uh, Ready Room with Will Wheaton afterwards. And uh, the the cast said that even the filming of it as they're, you know, in between scenes, they're doing makeup or getting ready for their scene or whatever. Uh, the director had had all the lights in the place sort of flickering and going uh, off and on sort of to, <laughs> you know, build that emotional uh, drama feeling inside the actors so that when they were ready to go, they were they were already in the mode. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, it was interesting the way they did the, uh, the Gorn babies, um, they do, uh, mature very fast. Uh, their maturation depends upon the species, which they grow in. Um, and, uh, so for some species that can be as little as a few hours, uh, Jeez. for other species, it can be several weeks. Um, and, uh, but the, the interesting thing is that they actually used puppetry um for the baby gorn and uh at their various sizes so when they're bursting out uh it's puppetry when you see them larger uh it's mostly puppetry and then they just used uh digital effects to remove the evidence of the puppeteers and mm. i thought it played pretty well the lighting was such uh, that it was very creepy you kind of only got you know quick furtive glances at the uh at the uh, the alien Gorn, and uh, so it really sort of engendered a, a very alien esque feel to the whole episode. Um, and uh, so, in addition to one of the primary uh, a crew that dies in this one, uh, we also see uh, Laan uh, leave the ship. Uh, we don't know well, how long she's going to be. What's that? That was a spoiler. Yeah, we don't know how long she's going to be gone. She said she's mm -hmm. going to find the uh, the family of the girl that was the Newt analog uh, in this episode to aliens. Mm -hmm. uh, they're she's going to try to find her family. But my impress my the, while they didn't say it in the episode, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this this girl and her family were captured by Gorn. So they, they may live in an area of space that may be non-Federation space and there could be Gorn there. So maybe she's going off to do some battle, but she's taken a leave of absence from Starfleet and Pike's going to work that out. But he told her when she left, she'll always have a place there on the ship and he hopes that she'll be back. So, um, I'm thinking maybe this might set up some things for season two in that Lon's going off. She's going to maybe find the Gorn and learn some new stuff. And maybe there's going to be some big confrontation where they're going to come back in and she's going to come out of nowhere with all this expertise. So um, I think, uh, I think they're setting it up pretty good. So I'm really looking forward to uh, the final episode, which comes up this Thursday. Well, looking forward and dreading because, mm. It's the last episode, but I'm also looking forward to seeing another episode. I, I would hope they wouldn't be this this episode so far. Uh, the this uh, the latest one sounds a little dark. And, it is very dark. It's very and, dark. And 
Do you see that they may they would? Do you think they would continue to end the season in that kind of a dark manner? Do you think maybe they find a way to bounce back? I mean, yeah. So each episode uh, has kind of had a different theme. So last week's episode was more in the style of a fantasy. Okay. Um, And um, and so we've seen the previous episodes have been more in the style of a comedy. So they're trying different, you know, they're doing okay. different kind of genres in each one. Probably see what, so, what people take to the most and then maybe build season two upon that. So. Yeah, maybe. Um, I think so. Uh, and then, so I'm thinking this next episode will probably be more along the lines of a traditional, maybe science fiction episode, okay. maybe to end it out, uh, end out the season. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know. We did, we did see a uh, preview clip in the ready room, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks to be maybe more of a uh, psychological uh, type of drama, specifically with Pike, because as okay. we know, Pike's seen his future, and he right. knows ten years down the road he's going to be involved in this. Um, uh, accident uh, where he gets uh, hit by these um, gamma radiation and he gets disfigured and crippled. And and in the process, he saves uh, a number of uh, cadets that are on this training mission. And mm-hmm. so the scene we see in this episode, he's kind of in a, a conference room-like setting uh, talking to some uh, planetary head. And uh, uh this uh oh i don't know 12 year old child or yeah maybe 12 uh kind of bursts into the room and um the the planetary hit it's his son and he's kind of embarrassed he said i'm sorry you know he burst in but he really wants to meet you captain pike he he wants to join Starfleet. That's all he ever talks about. And just knowing that you were going to be here, a captain of a starship, he couldn't wait to meet you. And so anyway, so yeah, well, come on up. And uh, so he shakes his hand and the kid introduces himself. Well, the kid turns out to be one of the one cadet whose life he was not able to save 10 years in the future. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And so you can see the shocked look on his face when that kid's name is is said. And he has to excuse himself and leave the room. And he steps out of the room and number one, uh, Una goes after him. And that's when he says, well, that's the one cadet that I wasn't able to save. And and so he's he's just uh, you can see it's it's visibly shaken uh, yeah. him from that. So mm. uh, I think it's going to be an interesting episode kind of playing into that. So. Should be a good way, good way to end the season, I think. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. All in all, uh, two thumbs up on the season so far. I think it's been great. Every every episode is seeming seems to have outdone the uh, the previous one. So they're just uh, getting better and better. Um, the fantasy one was a little uh, little strange. I wasn't sure how that was going to pan out, um, but it turned out. Uh, actually makes sense and uh, be a really good episode uh, in that one. You know, we've, we've seen Mbenga, uh, Dr. Mbenga has a daughter who he keeps uh, pretty much in a transporter buffer and he beams her out, you know, once every week or two weeks or once a month, we don't know the exact time frame on it, but he beams her out, reads her a story, talks to her a little bit. 
but he has to keep her in that transporter buffer because she he has a very she has a uh, disease cytokemia it's a very rapidly progressing disease and he's trying to keep her frozen in time essentially until uh he finds a cure for it and uh so in my mind um outside of the the show in real life i know that this girl this actress that's playing his daughter is going to be aging between now and season two Mm-hmm. And we don't want a Stranger Things kind of a thing, because how are they going to explain that if she's in a transporter buffer and doesn't age? <laughs> right. <laughs> so ever since seeing that in the initial episode or second episode um, of the season, I was thinking, well, they probably need to resolve this this season because otherwise she's going to be looking too old. And so that's what that fantasy episode was about. And that did resolve that that issue. So that was a good one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I've, I'm really enjoying it. What do you think, Linda? Oh, um, I just want them to, uh, put his hair back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> You're not really thrilled with Pike's peak. <laughs> that, that oh hair, I don't understand. I really I, don't I, like, I think that's an exaggeration episodes. there, but. Yeah, from the first couple episodes, I've been looking at that guy's hair and just being like, okay. "Just, just put it back to where well, it was." It's, it's the future. They have different aesthetics and different styles. Yeah. There, you gotta, you okay, gotta but embrace. They cha- but they changed it from Discovery. I mean, Discovery, he didn't have well, hair that looked like that. No, but it's a new style. Everybody changes their hair style over the course of their life. Look at you. Look at how short your hair is today. People might be saying, oh, my God, what did she do? Where's that long hair she had? Longer hair. I never, first of all, I never had long hair. <laughs> yeah. So, Chris, Charles, what do you guys think of the season so far? You've been watching. Uh, I'm only a couple episodes in, though. So, um, okay. but you're right on the on the different themes per episode. So It's enjoyable. Uh, it's not. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, I'm I'm afraid it, it might be in the form of uh ten years from now. I'm not gonna remember even watching it, but you think it's enjoyable. I mean yeah. it's, it's it's sort of like the the regular the first Star Trek. Yeah, the original series. That's yeah. kind of what I like about it. I kinda like I the know, standalone. Fun, but yeah. You know what I've decided I like about about the this versus the season long arcs is that, you know, if I just have like an hour that I want to kill, I can pull up a show and just watch a standalone episode and be done with it and move on with my life versus, you know, okay, I can't really jump into the beginning of a season of discovery. Uh, you want to start at the beginning because it's a season long arc. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so Linda, stop. <laughs> it's not that bad yes it is trust me it is so, i, I anyway. haven't really noticed yet so yeah whatever yeah it's not that bad i mean easily easily overlookable except for linda apparently that's uh, horrid no, I, I noticed the hair it was uh taller yeah, I don't. It doesn't make a lot of sense for a captain to have that ridiculous long hair. Maybe he's hiding a phaser up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I, 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 I tried to let it go. I wasn't. Yeah, but no, she's right. <laughs> and this, and this was discovery. So why couldn't we have just left it? Well, it's here because a little longer because they, of COVID. you have to change it. This was whoever was doing discovery. This is how they wanted Pike to look. Now this is right. uh, uh, strange new worlds, and everyone's going to have something slightly different: new wardrobe, right. new hairdos. Right. New <laughs> yeah, but it, it there, there's always got to change it up. Yep. And he cooks. He's he cooks. I like that. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that he's got a nice uh, cabin. It's rather huge. For you know, compared to what right. Kirk gets in the future. So, right. question for you guys to to wrap up: anything coming out over the next few weeks or months that you're looking forward to seeing? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm gonna recommend uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe. <laughs> uh, Paramount. I've seen some rumblings on that. It's yeah. fun. It's fun. It's not you know. It's exactly what you think of Beavis and Butthead, but. Yeah, I can't. I it's can't fun. think of anything else. Um, I think we've got what is it? Uh, House of the Dragon. Uh, I'm not sure yeah, when that comes out. The game supposed to be coming soon. Yeah, um, uh, that's coming out. I don't know when uh, Shadow and Bone is coming back, but I I'm really looking forward to the return of that that series because that looks good. Uh, or season one was good. So. Um, I don't know. We'll have to, uh, for the next episode, we'll have to put together a list of stuff that's upcoming for the rest of the summer. Yeah, I was trying to think, and I felt like we went through this rush over the last few months of yeah. things that kind of came out. And then right. now as we hit kind of like peak summer, I'm like, well, things are coming to an end. So what, what do I, I know. jump into next? I have things I have to get caught up on, obviously. <laughs> but then obviously, once, once right. that's done, what is there? what do I add to my to my backlog? So I was curious if anyone right. had anything. And I, I think we're all kind of feeling in the same places. Yeah. I don't know what's supposed to be hitting this this summer. You know, you have right. your blockbuster movies, and those things are already coming out, though. You have the Minions. Yep. You have Jurassic yep. World Domination. All that stuff is out. But right. what's, what's next? What are we looking forward to? You yeah. Know, I, I don't know. Right. Right. Um, I'm looking forward to on the horror side. Uh, nope, uh, <laughs> is going to be coming out, and that should be good, I think. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just kind of a black hole of what 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 are we looking forward to? At least from sci-fi horror or you know yeah. some of that type of stuff. I don't know. Well, that might that might be a good question to wrap up the episode for our listeners. Uh, <clears throat> what what shows uh, are coming out that you guys are looking forward to the rest of yeah. uh, the summer? Let us know what's out there or what's coming up that we should be looking into, and uh, we'll definitely talk about it. Just uh, hit that comment button and let us know uh, what uh, what you're excited about. Get in the comments. Exactly. So, all right. Well, cool. Thanks, guys, and uh, thanks to all of you for tuning in and listening, and we'll look forward to checking out your comments. Take care. Uh, have a great week, and we will talk to you uh, next time. I can find our right. our leaf. Toodles. Live Later. long and prosper. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>